it's like, oh yeah, no, of I need more lights yeah, yeah. and I need more ephemera. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you've done that part. So now you can kind of figure it out. I literally spent, I want to say, what, four hours setting up the framing and camera work for mm-hmm. you guesting on a podcast. Oh my God. Oh my God. With my sister. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen it yet. The, I, the, oh, I haven't seen the actual video. I only seen the stills. I haven't seen it yet, and I feel terrible because I need to promote it. But I'm gonna try to get that done tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so yeah, like I could have been here doing any number of things. There were things that I needed to do, right? And it ended up being just like I'm gonna make this the most amazing lighting ever. <sighs> look beautiful. Yep. It looked beautiful. Check out the pour over on Spotify and everywhere you find your podcast name, J Ike Diggs. Um. So. Okay, so the one thing I do realize is that in addition to having a having some place to like having the laptop there was super helpful. Um, I got a lot of work done. Here's how it was not helpful because it's not mine and it has like my it doesn't have all my user stuff. There's any number of things that I had to either just not do. Which machine are we talking about? The MacBook. Okay. So. Google Sheets and Google Docs and this thing. Oh, put your number in. Read this. Get your phone. No, my phone is dead. Get this number. (laughs) Get that number. Like, I probably wasted a good hour and a half just trying to manage all of that. 2FA is great until you have to use 2FA. So, um, I could have really used a tablet today. It would have just been, like, a lot. There were so many things that I did not need the laptop to do, Mm -hmm. but became, like, a Every time I go to my Medium email, I got to look inside Google Keep to get the password from my Google email because da, 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 da. I had to change like three different passwords today. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need an instrument that has all that stuff in it so I can just check an email yeah. and say reply. I mean, I started, I use my watch more than ever today and I never respond to people on my watch because it just feels goofy. But today... I was taking that little touch screen, like, I will <laughs> B-E-T-H. Um, T9? Is it T9? Is that how that works? Mm-mm. It is a screen. Okay. No, I mean, Your like, finger is a okay. pen. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. One letter at a time. Mm. I-A-M. Okay. Still, it's just, so still better than T9, though. So No, it's not T9, but I kind of would prefer it. At least I can make a whole sentence instead of waiting for each letter Until to come up. So you get that up. double letter, yeah, which is always annoying. I know. Um... So We're old. when I realized that I needed that, I was like, damn it. If I have a tablet, then everything can kind of circulate no matter where I am. Right. But then I was like, oh, sure, Aaliyah, you need, a, a, you know, you need a tablet. You got 18 offices and a, and a computer in each, but somehow you also need a tablet. So it's, and then the hard part with that, though, is figuring out the workflow. And, and I think that's what you're talking to. Exactly. And then I took a step back from that and I was like. Yeah, bitch. I need a fucking <laughs> tablet. What's the problem? Right. Like, you just signed a fucking book deal. You're about to work wait, wait, with wait, wait. this. Are we doing that? Because last time I had to cut that. Why? You saying you had a book deal. I took that out? Yes. I said take it out? Yes. Why? I do not remember saying take it out. I, we clapped. I made gross noises and everything to make sure I found the spot. You asked me to take oh, that out. Oh, I thought out. that was... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, take it out again. I can't remember why, but I'm going to trust old Aaliyah. Uh, there, was, there was a reason. I think it was just because it was really early or whatever. Did you did you put pen to paper? Yeah. Oh, so 
Um, like my contract and all that. Yeah. So I don't know why. Yeah, you were very yeah. much. I mean, it's an it's a non traditional book deal. Mm-hmm. It's not a book for. So before we talk about the book deal, yes, is this coming? So anyway, out? no, it's not coming out. Okay, fine. I'm okay. With Continue. That. Go. On. Um. So it's a non traditional book deal, but a book deal nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you got this thing right. happening. Mm-hmm. Um. On top of level, on top of what the fuck? You know what the fuck you got to do. Right. You are not. You are in a glorious position. Of getting all the toys. Um, I mean, not those toys. Shut up you can perp. have those toys too. <laughs> um, but I have the right to say it's not unusual for someone with my workflow to be like, you know, it would be helpful. A tablet would be helpful. Right. Now. So, and, and again, a tablet is one of those things where it seems like just this. Frivolous. But it becomes part of. Your everything. Yeah. The same way you talked about your watch. The watch end up eating, not eating up, but kind of absorbing itself into your world. Yep. The tablet does it just as much, Absolutely. especially for, again for your industry. Um, I mean, in the studio here, I have two laptops. At one point, there was two laptops and the desktop on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I plus my tablet. We've got cameras galore. All of the, it, it's certain things are necessary for what we do, yes. and it just is what it is. But because tablets, it took a while for a tablet to be considered part of your workflow like when sure tablet was when a tablet TV first came out it was just like this is pretty and shiny right um and i wasn't gonna be able to convince anybody that i needed it for work mm-hmm. especially since i've always been a print driven person so um the thing about a tablet is which one are you getting because well you know which one you're getting i know which one i'm getting and it's expensive well um, you don't need hers um the yeah i do and not for any other reason than i need the size is that the only version the size comes in? Because she yeah. has basically the full art. We're talking about my daughter. Right. She has like the art blowout I iPad. mean, that's not in it. That's just from the iTunes store. Okay. Her software. Mm-hmm. So there's the Air, which is 600 bucks. From everything I've ever heard, perfectly fine, like mm-hmm. for perfectly doable, whatever. Um, and then there's the Pro. There's the one size of the Pro is seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then the second, the larger size is eight. So I'll say something th- in there. I'll say this, and I don't know who gives a shit about what we're talking <laughs> about right now. You don't want the largest one because portability becomes annoying. I absolutely want the largest one. Okay, and within a month, it's gonna feel too small. I pick up hers, and I'm like, "This is the largest one. This it's a tablet, not a TV." I I'm just telling you the tablet. I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I I can say with a degree of knowing because I just bought one and I, I've watched it get smaller, even though it's not smaller. I've watched it like I hold it in my hand sometimes and I'm like, yeah, I can fuck with this. I just go back to it, especially if you're carrying your laptop, too. It's going to become a lot. But It is. But I do think that the also goal you is do, to also not. Also, you put things in cases and stuff. Which yes. Oh, it's understand. definitely in a case. Um, The goal is to not carry my laptop in a perfect world. I'll be okay. That so, makes for example, so laptop lives at the house, right? And it, okay, that makes more sense. I don't want to carry anything okay. anywhere, right? Right. Um. So there's plenty of computers here. The MacBook's gonna stay at the at home, mm-hmm. and the Air can stay at the office, or the Air can stay at home. No, the Air stays at home. Yeah. And the desktop stays at the office. My desktop stays here. Yes. So we're and good. Laptop. And then the the uh the tablet would stay on my person. So for example, I had a meeting today. Huge. You pensioned. 
So without getting the details, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. No thumbs. No thumbs. This is deeper than thumbs. Um, But before I get into that, I was sitting there realizing I had no way of taking notes. Mm -hmm. Now, I could have got a piece of paper. Ew. Um, I could have opened up any number. So you saying you to getting a, well a random piece of paper, sure. Yes, yeah, but I you mean. of the planners and everything else. It's at the office. I left it at the the actual notebook mm-hmm. that I just got. Mm-hmm. That I have this page and this time set up to scribble on. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it, so I ended up opening up a Google Sheets or a Google Drive or a Google whatever. If I had a tablet, I would have taken notes there. And it would have felt much better to me than this random um, whatever the hell. I got to figure out how to export it and make sure I don't lose track of it. So I just need the things that I always need everywhere I am. Everywhere I am. So I'm getting a tablet. That was exciting. It wasn't exciting at all. It was terrible. I'm going to get it through Verizon though. Because I know that's a I'm whole not, other conversation. I'm not paying full price. I mean, I'm not um just doing dropping. The I gotta. I gotta change this. I don't like this. You don't like it? I don't like it. Okay. All right. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I like that shirt on you. Thank you. Um. I think I tell you that every time you wear it. Yes. Doesn't it ever look any less lovely? It's also like the third time I've worn it, so it's not like it's been that often. There you have it. Um, so speaking of working on projects, I realize this. God, nobody's going. This is going to be the most boring episode ever. So, actually, no, I'm not even going to do that right now. I'm going. Why? It's too late now. Fine. So you gave me an assignment. Yes. And I realized the assignment had too many options. And I spent okay. more time trying to figure out the options than mm. doing the work. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a little. Yeah. Okay. Do you need more time? Because um, you can have more time. I don't know. Okay. I have no clue. Uh, I might look at it again before the night's out. But yeah, I I don't do well with options. I and you know it's interesting because this is the intersection between coach and wife or girlfriend because I know that. Mm-hmm. So if I'm your wife, I'm never going to give you options for things. I'm not going to be like, Typical when you get wife. there, when you get there, either get this grapefruit or this grapefruit or this grapefruit. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, get these grapefruits. Right. Um, I've already learned that the less options, the better. Yeah. There's a lot of consternation and have like three paragraphs and like, no, I don't want this one. Let's mm-hmm. do this one. Um, because I also realized that. I mean, we kind of have to say that you're working on a book and I'm helping you and we have set days and times that we meet and discuss it. So I guess we're doing our session now. (laughs) No. So you gave me, uh, so I gave you a list of chapter options Uh and you said pick from these three or four. Yeah. And, but the thing that came from in the course of that is I realized, I think at least one of the chapters I might pull out completely because as I looked at it, it was like, eh. Okay. So, and then I also realized there was one that was woefully neglected that mm-hmm. I didn't think of that I added to the list okay. as well. So, yeah, I'm a little light this week, but I sat down, I stared at the blinking cursor for an hour and change and 
got about 700 words out. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. Like, the progress report is I sat down for an hour and I got 700 words. Right. Take that bitch. And that's it. So then we know where to go from there. Mm-hmm. We want two hours and 800 words. I make it. Well, never mind. I shouldn't even say. I was going to say I should better get more than 800 words out of two hours. Or but not. Who knows? Or not. Um, famous last words. I can tell you all about that. I better be able to. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that... I was looking at something from 2014 that was written about me and it said she's just, she wakes up at 5.30 every morning to work on her third novel before she clocks in Chicago time to Ebony. And I was like, that's the novel I'm still trying to finish. I'm like, what book is that? For the record, I don't think I want to meet that person. You don't want to know her? I don't think I want to know her. Well, you don't want to know her because she's heading for a crash of all crashes and it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. But outside of that, <laughs> in the moment, you like her. By the time you imagine a world where by the time you wake up, I've been up for two hours. No, I don't want that, actually. Imagine that. I, I know you don't. And and for a very selfish reason, on top of... You like you your said, early morning time. I like my early morning time. I know. Yeah, I understand, but just imagine that world—how trippy that would be. I you mean, all if that's all, and happy right. and spinny and yeah. shit. But if that's all you know, that's all you know. You wouldn't be like, I think in a, you know, another universe, I get up before her. So I'm up at five thirty. I walk my dog. I come back. Everybody's asleep. I write, and then I take my kids to school. I come back, and I am at Ebony editing. So actually, real quick to backtrack, um, congratulations on the uh book thank you contract the, the non-traditional book deal yes we'll the book, book deal i don't know what i'm saying book congrats because i didn't get to say that publicly beforehand because it you. was like we scrubbed it out um yeah. yeah congratulations thanks it's a little thanks i'm gonna leave it at that for now <laughs> until i can say more mm-hmm. if i can ever say more mm. we'll see we'll see um yeah so the idea that i've been writing the same book since 2014 is both yeah just don't say i better be able to right (laughs) because i i definitely remember being like well i mean by 2016 of course i'll be done don't be ridiculous well i mean it's it's 2017 people by december (laughs) we'll be done with this so here we are in 2020 right um you got your hair did not done i did I did. I got my hair did. You feel like a whole human again? I really, truly do. I didn't know for sure if I wanted to talk about it just in case I'm dead in two weeks. Because then people would be like, that bitch went and got her hair done. Now she's dead. So I was going to wait it out first. I didn't didn't think about that. What? In terms of like that being a controversial. Oh my God, yes. That is not. Even as we spoke about it all all the things. And I'm just strutting around the house with all y'all. That's not cute at all. I took the risk. Um, I think we took the risk. We no. took the risk. Um, I think I, I'm hoping for the best. And you know, I've talked and written often about the relationship between Black women and their hair. Obviously, it's a thing. It's never been much as much a thing for me as it was this last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, when I discovered that I could just tie it up 
with fabric. I was like, this is the best thing ever. I can do this until the end of the pandemic, which I pretty much did. Um, when I discovered, you know, there were points along the way since the last time I went to the hair salon that I just kind of thought I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And I was just very unhappy. And what did it, I think I told you this, Mm -hmm. you had taken some photographs of me here in the studio, maybe. Yeah. It was right after the, um, right after I did the, um, broadcast with my twin podcast. And I saw the pictures and I loved them all. Like I liked the way I really, I think I really nailed my makeup that day, which I've been really trying. Um, and not because I think I need you, but because it's fun. I feel like I should add that. Um, my outfit was cute. And my hair was just a hot fucking mess. And I, I was like, okay. I mean, it was a hot fucking mess. Like it was, a, it was another day of okay was now equal to a hot fucking mess. Mm. 90 days of okay is equal to a hot (laughs) fucking mess. And I know that, you know, as my partner, I don't think that you're tripping. I don't think you're looking at me like, oh my God. But I'm looking at me like, oh my God. And so in that moment, I said, this has got to go. And I got my hair braided. So I end up um, stopping by to drop off. Mm -hmm some extra cash or whatever mm-hmm. and i tip a lot in the hair salon in the braiding salon a I, lot shane i so well i know you tip in general so in this, in this so yeah, so understand uh-huh. what i'm saying because right. i'm telling you i tip a lot i know on top you, of how so I, I tip i know what you took out the house and i knew what i had to bring <laughs> in addition to so i'm aware okay um I so badly wanted to take a photo mm-hmm. because it it's fascinating in this in this particular context it's fascinating because it's four or five people yep. doing your hair at the same time which is and not they unusual were not six feet away from and, me and everybody's masked up everybody's and everybody's masked, doing of course. the best they can mm-hmm. um, but and it's funny we talk about things being essential and not essential essential and everything else um, there. A lot of times when we talk about uh, hair and everything else, we're thinking about these salons and right. these folks who are making all this money and all this. These, the people working on your hair mm-hmm. needed to work on your hair. For like sure. it was a matter of survival. Of course. Um, but I want to get away from this idea that we know they're in pockets because we don't. Like we don't know that they're doing this to survive. Mm-hmm. Like, there may have been a time where you could say that about hair braiders, but I, the braiders that were doing my hair mm-hmm. and the conversations we were having, maybe not so much. Okay. Um, not any more than people write for survival or, you know, people are teaching for survival. Mm-hmm. Um, but go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's It was a very different vibe than I think what we... we we've, we've talked... I think we talk a lot about the economic impact of things we are doing and aren't yep. doing and all Absolutely. different things. And that moment felt like a very salient mm-hmm. version of that. Yeah. Um, again, because, and maybe it's just because of social media or um, the folks who are posting about doing anything. Um, it's a pedicure. It's the yeah. hair getting done. It's these big luxurious places that you yeah. know. And I remember when people started going to nail salons, Folks were like, y'all are disgust. We were very judgmental. Mm-hmm. And who, and I was too. Like, really? And you were too. Like, 
you don't need this. Like, why are you doing this? And who knew that I was just three weeks away from risking it all myself because I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do it. I did my research. I walked in. I checked out what they were doing. Okay, they're taking temperatures up out this bitch. Like, I felt safe, as safe as one could be in this mm-hmm. situation. But I could have also very easily not gone and just been tying my hair up or trying to roll it up and all the other things. So, but for me, for all of us, well, for a lot of people, hair tells a story and our hair tells others how we feel Mm -hmm. and in turn tells us how we feel. When I was very, must I? I was about to go, I was about to do it for myself anyway. So rock, paper, scissors, she's going first. I was very depressed and my hair was pretty long and I didn't even have, I couldn't even lift my arm up to comb my hair through. That was like a considerable effort to go find a comb, lift it up to the top of my head and pull it down. That was not happening. So I didn't do anything to my hair. I just wear hats all the time and I just avoided anything where I might have to deal with my hair. So when I did go out, I have this ball of knots in the center of my head and I would just brush back the top and put a ponytail holder Mm. around it and it would look like a bun. I did that for months, just a straight up dreadlock in there. Mm. Um, When I finally started to feel a little bit better, I was just avoiding it and I knew it wasn't going to get any better. So I asked around for black stylists. Um, I went to see this woman. And I said, I'm not making an appointment when I went to the front desk. I said, I need to see her first because I need to show her something because I'm not going to just go to the sink and be like, what the? So she comes out and she's like, what's the problem? And I was like, I need to show you my hair because I haven't combed it in a long time. She put her hand in and her face was just like, because if you looked at me, I have on an Right. Regular outfit. It was a Sarah McLaughlin moment. Expensive bag. Yes, it was very Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin. Normal Black looking. woman yeah. with the yes. yes, that was me. Mm-hmm. So she put her hands in and she said to the woman at the front desk, just book me, just book her out for three hours. It took her three hours to untangle my hair. Mm-hmm. She really should have shaved it, but she knew. Right. That that wasn't gonna work for me. Right. She knew that you're not gonna tell no depressed black woman, let's just shave all your hair off. Right. Um, so in the same vein, um, uh, and I, I guess we've all told these stories over and over on the show. Um, for a long time, I shaved my head mm-hmm. because I did my, I was, I assumed I was going bald. I, I just, or just wasn't growing in the way I wanted it to. I was getting to that phase that everybody gets to where you either come home or you don't. Right. You, and you do, came home. And I came home. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you were sitting at home not knowing you could leave. But the funny thing is, as I was shaved my head, um, it was still kind of receding in a normal pattern mm. until one day it was just a janky patchwork of like, I remember it, actually it came up in a Facebook memory and I said, I don't mind going bald, but can I go bald with some sort of a normalcy? Like, can I just get a horseshoe? Right. Because can it I was get a Jefferson. Yeah, it was just, it was just jagged edges and craziness. And I didn't understand what was going on. Um, so I'm shaving my head and everything else and I'm living in Brooklyn with my then girlfriend and I think a week and a half passed or maybe two weeks beyond the point 
where I could shave it myself. If you have ever shaved your head, because I was doing razors, mm-hmm. there comes a point where you need clippers. You need clippers, and you need to go through the whole process because it's a pain. Of course, and it's easier just to go to a barber at that point to get it done. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking at my hair. I'm like, ah, oh, this is okay. I'm about to go in. And I was like, wait, what's that? <laughs> what's what's going on there? That's, that looks like a sprout. What's happening? So I'm realizing my hair started to grow back. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to, you know, ball cap and see what happens for a while because this is unusual. I, don't I know can what's happening. only imagine what those next weeks were like. While oh, you're it was, to it, out. it was, it was. Oof. Um, Did you wear a cap to bed? I didn't. Wait, I'm trying to remember. I also had an office gig at this point too, so mm-hmm. I had to spend eight hours a day just looking kind jacked. of jacked. Mm-hmm. Um. But eventually it all started growing back in. And to this day, and you know me, I, I zhuzh and mm-hmm. I have like two sections along the hairline that just never made it back. Mm-hmm. Which are still hard for me to see. I mean, I kind of. Yeah, for me, it's like a big old red target. Right. So, and that's just kind of how that goes. But my hair is kind of like this victory now. And we were like, my brother um, hit me up the other day and he was like, it's time to cut it. It's time, mm. to, it's time to cut your hair. Mm. And, I'm, and I realized he saw the video that Paul took of me. Oh, with, okay. With uh, Cole, and my hair was a hot ass mess. Was so, it? Oh yeah, it was. It's it's. So my hair is my hair instead of like falling or going in, it it flattens out to the yes. sides and just hovers like yes. a, like wings. Yes. And kind of like a maxi pad. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, and I realized if I'm at a point now where I actually have to style my hair in the morning yes, and do something do. with it, I just can't mm-hmm. roll up and go out. So I'm assuming he saw that and was like, yeah, dude, this time to, because, and also the shave, the, the sides were shaved because you hadn't gotten around to doing it yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Blame me. No, no, I'm not blaming you. Um, but, and I, and I was like, for a moment, I considered, I, I talked to you about it yep. and you were helpful and not helpful at the same time. <laughs> Why? Like, what did I say? I think it's the kind of same thing I do to you. It's like. Do what you want, but you look fine. But you look great if you do the other thing too. But right. it's like, well, thanks for thanks. a thanks lot of words. <laughs> thanks for all. Thanks the for words. being me. <laughs> Leading me back right. Where, yeah, exactly. Um, but then you cut it, and I was like, no, nah, I don't see myself because there's 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 so much tied up in the hair because hair tells a story for a lot of folks. In my case, it's a happy story because this was a sign of me coming out of yeah. some really dark places. Yeah. So yeah, I. Yeah, so it's it's one of those where, and now I, I feel like forty two year old black men who have any semblance of hair ain't shaving just to be like I'm gonna shave my head. Right. I feel like that's not a thing anymore. Well, the other part too is if I shave it, I have to go through that same weird process of it growing back again. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna just gonna be like this. No, if you shave, then you are going back home. Wait, can I just sidebar really quickly? Sure. I was about to text my kid the word back, as in back there. And it is auto-correcting. Buck. B B C. Uh, I am so horrified. Oh wait, why? do they mean the BBC, like the British broadcast thing? I yeah, that's what it, they. So wait, here's the thing: it's not what the phone means. It's the it's the context that you've used the word. Oh, because it learns your words. It learns your dictionary. Well, no, it will also capitalize. Proper nouns, and if the BBC is is a proper noun, except so you're writing back. Oh, that's right. It wasn't capitalizing. It right. Was I don't. Auto- I don't picture it <laughs> on its own going from back to BBC. Ew. 
Well, we now know what Aaliyah's favorite category oh is. Oh my God. It's so not. That's so weird. Why is it? Why? I, I promise you, no let's matter just, what my category let, is. Let's just blame Dear Level. I promise you, I'm not texting anybody BBC. Let's blame Dear Level and call it a day. Because otherwise, oh. I have to ask you some questions. I don't talk about Dear Level. I've never talked about BBC on Dear Level. I'm trying. Ever. I'm trying to help you out. Don't help me, because <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think I've seen a lot of men be furious with Jay Z for this reason. Mm. I mean, furious. There is this whole cabal of folks who believe it's not real. It's a weave, and we know you can say whatever you want to say about Sean Corey Carter. Like him, love him, hate him whatever you know that nigga is not wearing a week well the thing too is he's i don't remember him ever being bald he wasn't but he's 50 so i don't remember a lot of people right. being bald like so, he always had a dark caesar or something going he was never it doesn't matter just because you can do that doesn't mean you can have samson locks that he has now so some dudes just feel like you're showing off and i'm like how are you showing off because you're going to grow your hair out of your head i remember uh, when my hair first started growing back, folks were asking me when I got back from Brazil. Oh, is some, that where it goes down? Somebody asked me if I was working with LeJon, LeBron's people. Ooh. Um, well, now. There were, a, there were some questions. I did a piece on that. That that world is not pretty mm. at all. That implant and hairline and surgery I world. told you, my goatee didn't even connect till after the divorce. So it's all... <sighs> it's all... I Like three months after the divorce, I looked like my evil twin. I... I looked like Tiger Woods after the divorce. Hair is so tied to, I mean, your mental state can absolutely um, make it fall out um, or make you just not care for it. Right. In my case, to the point where it falls out. Um, I'll never, I often randomly thank that woman for taking, do you know what that must have been like to stand up for three hours trying to untangle a dreadlock? I have unlocked my own hair. So I, which I is weird. What? I don't know. What? I don't trust you, unlocker people. Well, they unlocked if you, it. Uh, if you don't want locks anymore, you cut your hair. Period. I ended up cutting it because I got tired of working on the unlocking. Mm-hmm. Um, the ex-wife was very upset because she also helped in the unlocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the hair was just damaged in a mess. It of wasn't. Course, yeah. It's gross. It's, that hair is not meant to fly free. Although I know people do it successfully. Yeah, it was just yeah. Let's cut it. It's just fine. Cut it. It's fine. It's okay. Um, I I tend to be a bit of a traditionalist um, with locks. Uh, are you a Rasta? Absolutely not. Then I don't care about An your American tradition. lock wearing traditionalist. I care not about your tradition. I call them dreadlocks, not locks. Um, I say let them fly free and have one lock if you so choose. I don't do sister locks. Um, what are sister locks? Sister locks are artificial dreadlocks that are woven into your hair um to the point that eventually your own hair will connect with them Mm -hmm. and you'll just it's like starting dreadlocks with long dreadlocks gotcha now i do know it's like kombucha what it's like a kombucha starter what's kombucha kombucha the drink i mean i know what kombucha is but how is that like sister because you have your starter thing for the fermenting i'm not familiar with how it becomes a thing so um so here's where I Speaking had to Speaking of which, we still got cut. to do ginger beer. Yes, we do. Um, I'm not hipster enough at this point. Here's where I had to check my judgment because I've always been like, that's ridiculous to uh, 
sew in, you know, people even sew in other people's locks. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we just saw a picture of a gentleman with the lock, oh, yeah, the, lace the, front. Lock, the lace front locks. Yeah. Yeah. Dudes can do that. So I had something to say about. Oh, don't do that. Just grow your locks. It's the whole. It's about the process. You start with a little. Da-da-da-da. Nobody likes you. No one likes me except all the other people who got locks when I got locks. Right. Um. And then I saw this woman who I love, uh, writing this story about losing her hair, um, during a stressful time in her life, um, for much of the reasons why I had to, you know, deal with my hair. Mm-hmm. And she, she just wanted locks like she just wanted a certain look Mm -hmm. and her hair wasn't growing and it was falling out all these things were happening she got the sister locks they look freaking amazing on her and that was a million years ago she's got long ass dreadlocks who the fuck cares that the first six inches were jump started like Aaliyah, don't be dumb shut up um (laughs) i'm so so, ready to hit that button anymore i know so yeah like Reading her story just really made me check myself mm-hmm. about anything we do to our hair. Like, anything. That reminds me even of, um, there's been a lot of talk about pocket checking during the pandemic. Pocket checking? Yeah. And and it's kind of along the same lines of, like, just mind your business. Oh, yeah. Um, and you've noticed, there's the LLC Twitter who are like, if you've been in the, sitting yes. at home with the pandemic, we're in these stimulus checks. Yes. Did you buy land did you with buy your $1,200? Right. Did you start a company? Did you learn a new skill? And all that, and um, somebody this morning posted a meme on Facebook. Uh, it was the Michael Jordan invested twenty million in prisons, LeBron James, mm, so and so and so, but mm-hmm. you're still buying Jordans, right? And I was just like, just so. Of course, I ended up having to say something. Oh God, Shane, you know me. Um, sometimes you can. No, yeah, I do know you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think back to what I just walked away, but there right. aren't any of those. So I didn't make the greatest argument. I just wanted to be annoying and drop something in the comments. So I was like, you know, Brand Jordan has dropped $100 million in X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the person got into, um, yeah, no, but, you know, there's intention and... All the blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, intention means mm-hmm. nothing to me. Like, zero. 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 I don't care why you're doing a thing. Just do Just the right do the thing. thing. And I mean, I should, you know, no, I do. There are times where intention is important to me. More likely in my own personal relationships. When we're talking about movements and donations and sponsorships right. and scholarships. Yeah. I'm going to fuck. About right. your I don't intention. care if it's a tax write-off. That's totally fine because me and you've been tax writing off in our whole year because what, we have to. Because what I've learned in my lifetime is that, first of all, altruism to me is something I don't even believe in as a concept. Mm. But if we're talking about it, altruism isn't sustainable because the thing that you're passionate about in this moment that you want to feel good about helping out and doing it's like squirrel. And then there's going to be the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's the next thing. Mm-hmm. So you can't maintain that squirrel-like altruism indefinitely? You're far less likely to. Um, because there's always, some, there's always some new thing. Right. So give to the next new thing. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're talking about sustaining a movement and sustaining a particular cause, mm. altruism 
is flighty because altruism goes with what makes me feel good in the moment oh no that's true i I was just saying a person can be altruistic till the grave even if they spread it around different the individual places. can yeah although i again in the strict terms of i'm gonna be annoying for a moment a moment in strict terms of what altruism is supposed to be it can't exist okay altruism by definition is doing something for somebody or something with no return right the good feeling you get from doing the thing mm-hmm. is the, the return, return. For sure. so there is altruism in its strictest sense can't exist so that goes back to my whole thing about the levels of giving right so true altruism is i don't know where it's going from they won't know it was right me. you're at the top of the empire state building you're just throwing stacks off yeah. the top mm-hmm. and then i mean you can do it a little bit more organized than that but you know what i mean uh because you know who gets it in that case no you just stay up there until it's click it won't take long yeah <laughs> but no but yeah just in terms of giving and not knowing what you're giving to not knowing what it is just putting it out there am i ever allowed to, Your call has been forwarded to an what are we doing sorry <laughs> i was trying to call the girl mm-hmm. um because i mean we could pause for a second no because there's something in the oven and i need her to take out so we went over over and over and over is your phone charged is everything ready when i call you will you be able to answer etc so why are we so why are we not pausing because because it's our life anyway um so uh, we were talking about altruism. Yeah. So the thing for me ultimately is, I want a selfish giver. I want somebody who's right. giving and doing the things because they're fully acknowledging that they want the dopamine high of giving out the money, or, or they're fully acknowledging their privilege and that they need to come correct or whatever. It yeah. Is. If it's guilt, I don't care if it's mm-hmm. you're doing it because you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um. So I went back and forth with this person for a little while, but just between like that, the LLC Twitter, um. Just all the things. I'm just like, y'all. Like, yeah, I, I bought a pair of Jordans. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the person who I mean the person who got the twelve hundred dollar stimulus check and bought some groceries and bought themselves a pair of sneakers or a shirt or something to make themselves feel good. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. You know, um Damon made a great point. I'm reading um Damon Young. Damon Young. <laughs> I call him Damon. Um, I call him what D doesn't Young. kill you makes you blacker. Mm-hmm. And he said, my parents' tenuousness with having enough is why I had every single pair of Jordans from third grade through college. And I had to read that line over and over and over again. I don't. His parents did not have money. Right. And he said, that is why. Oh, yeah, of course. I had every pair of Jordans. Yeah. From third grade to college, or maybe eighth grade to college. The hardest part about being—he didn't say a new pair of Jordans a year, right? Every new pair of Jordans, which is once a year. Yeah, but still, there's no, uh, there's no double ups, ever. Uh, That's not important. Yeah, generally is one okay. year, and so maybe he, unless you're talking, about you got another colorway or something. But right. generally speaking, it's one a year. Um, but that goes to I think one of the hardest things about being poor is do it's very I very expensive. It, but the, right, but in that realm, is it still becomes? Do I buy the inexpensive thing ten times, mm-hmm. or do I buy the expensive thing once? Mm-hmm. Because they both hurt in their own ways, mm-hmm. and the expensive and thing one time that, is tough. Beyond when a pair of shoes is half your check, but even you know, beyond that, even beyond that, what if you just want the fucking Jordans? No, that means like the that inexpensive aside, sure. ten times, mm-hmm. the inexpensive 
sneakers, mm-hmm. that is a thing, right. you know, buying that thing. But there's and that's not also, acknowledging the stigma of buying the indispensable correct, thing 10 times. Correct. But there's also just, remember, I think we talked about this on another episode, or maybe we just talked about this in life, but the young woman who was vilified because she spent all that money on a Chloe bag. Um, this was around the time that Jay Z's capsule oh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. was all that was happening, and she was, and like, she that's... sued because they were following her around, saying right. she didn't have the money, and she did. She bought this. I want to say the bag was like five thousand dollars. It was her tax return, which you shouldn't even have five thousand dollars tax return. And there's that whole thing. She had a small baby, all the stuff. And I remember getting, I mean, flamed to bits for saying, you know, I spend five thousand dollars a year on Starbucks. And that's just a back of the envelope scribbling. Right. And I see you and you and you in Starbucks with me every single day. So, like, how do we pick and choose? I was like, she going to have that bag long after I shit out all these fucking cinnamon dolce lattes. Right. She still got that bag right now. Mm -hmm. I don't have the money I spent on Starbucks. So, uh, and the particular bag that she got was not, it was a classic bag. Like, she knew what she was doing. She didn't get some hot pink Nicki Minaj for Chloe type of thing. She got a classic bag that holds its value, that has a monetary value today. I think there's also... And even if she hadn't, fuck y'all. That's her tax return. She could do what the fuck she wants. And there's also the assumption that she's doing this as opposed to taking care of her children or responsibilities, as opposed to, like, the idea that she's well, doing both. Well, the idea was that no matter what you're doing, you shouldn't be able to do that. Because the people who are ranting and raving about it can't do that. Right. Or won't. Or and choose not to. Pocket watching and all the other shit comes down to jealousy. Is what it comes down to. It comes to jealousy and bitterness. Either you're mad that the person with a lot of money has a lot of money because you don't. That would be the Jay-Z selling islands. Right. Or you're mad at the person who doesn't have the means that you have treating themselves one time because here, how dare you. But treating because, themselves all the time. Because we treat poorness as a um, moral, uh, moral dysfunction, failing. moral mm-hmm. failing. Um, Unless we can laugh at it. Because when I see these huge prom things where people can be a spectacle, mm-hmm. it's a different thing. So I remember the woman who did the Saudi Arabia prom right. for her son. Mm-hmm. Not even the prom, just going off to the prom. Right. There's sand and real camels and da 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 there was a small, a vocal minority of like, where the fuck are you getting this kind of money? It was, it was more than small. There were people saying that, but right. there were a lot more people that were just like, well, well, that's my baby. If it was my mm-hmm. baby, I would blah, blah. If I had it, I would blah, blah, blah. Some people were like, how do you have it? Most people were like, uh, if she, if I like it, you know, if she right. like it, I love it. But some were like pocket watching. Like, how do you have enough money Even the I like it, this? I love it are a little. I know. They are. Yeah. You like it, that's, I love it. That's, that's not a compliment. No, it's not. It's really not. Um, so I wanted to talk about tipping, um, because normally I would be kind of not ashamed, but like tight lipped about my tipping because I don't want people to think that I'm saying by over tipping, I have money, but I do not purchase or buy services if I can't over tip. Yeah. If there's something (laughs) I want and there's not a way, like if I, Mm -hmm. if I know we're going out to eat. And I won't be able to tip the way I want to tip, then I don't think I should go. Very early into our relationship, I stopped looking at the receipt. I just handed yes. you the receipt. 
And yes. if I was paying, I handed you the card and yes. called it a day. Yes. Because um, you were like gobsmacked at first. Mm-hmm. Like you would look at it like. And this is coming from somebody you... who is a, I would say at the very least a better than average tipper. Yes, you are. Like you are trying to give reparations out there, bitch. <laughs> so I, you know, the thing for me is that. First of all, if you, I go out to eat a lot. I mean, not anymore, but for a long time, I went out to eat but we, a lot. We still order a fair amount, too. We still order a fair amount, but that's different. Because um, eh, we have the whole conversation about delivery. No, it's not about, that, I, tip, this, I still tip crazy, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying, this is how I learned about how I felt about tipping. When I would go sit down and be serviced and have people waiting on me mm-hmm. and waiting on my messy ass baby and waiting on my teen who's like, I didn't want this. Like just going out to eat. I'm, I'm asking a lot mm-hmm. of this server delivery. I'm not asking a lot of you. I am asking you to do the get the stuff and whatever. But that server, I'm asking a lot. So I started to look at how much we would tip. And I noticed that we would always do all these mental gymnastics to get the tip right like it's double the tax or is it 10 percent? so my ex-husband would say okay i got it so it's seven dollars and i would think about what she or he had done for that 90 minutes and i'd be like damn seven dollars ain't it like i don't care what the percentage is don't look at what we are taught to believe is right just think about what you think makes sense for what this person just did for you so i would say can we leave 10 oh my god and i'd be like we made six figures this year. We can't add a three dollars to this, and it was like okay. So that's where it began. So then we go out someplace else, and it's you know oh it comes out to everybody got there. Motherfuckers will get out a tip calculator to make sure I know they folks don't with tip do, cards in their wallet that to make sure that they don't do too much. Mm-hmm. I think that's everybody's right to do things how they want to, <laughs> but it couldn't be mine. You know, you sit up there and lobster and shrimp and this, this, this. But when it's time to tip the person who's serving your food to you, now you got to make sure. So I would look at the tip calculators and be like, what's it say? Oh, yeah. So it's, if we do this, 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 it's $16. We're tipping 20 What? It's $4 fucking dollars. We are going to spend $15 getting ice cream from here to the car. We're going to add $4 on. And that's where it began. So that's where I am now, and I overtip. We, we spent the entire pandemic tipping cashiers. We did. Are we talking about that? Why not? Okay, so um, I still can't remember where I got it from. So, I don't know if I thought of it and someone reiterated it or the opposite. So I know I saw the same tweet you saw. The person I can't whose name I can't remember, and in the moment, it made sense what did the tweet say um it was essentially because this is the height of pand- the pandemic yep. the, pl- the, people, the plastic shields are just going up yep. on in front of them and the masks and all that stuff in and there. some stores are still saying you can't wear a mask because it's going to throw people off right all the things and they're interacting with a thousand people a day yes. 500 people whatever it is yes and the tweet basically said for what these are essential workers these yep. are frontline workers the yep. cashiers and the folks that yep. they're the allowing us to eat right so it's like so if and the tweet was basically like if you can not like you better if you have the means to throw them a few dollars as well yeah um the first time we went grocery shopping and missed the very thing and this is like 
bread line weight and all <laughs> doing all this it's like soviet it's union crazy whatever one right. square of tissue not we, even a whole one we did all our hoarding for the month mm-hmm. <laughs> we get a line and um you ring up you do the cash back yep and you hand her x 20, amount of money twenty dollars um it's funny where how in reading that it was a good idea to do it was like yeah then seeing it it's like you were like even to the extent to where the cashier was like what the fuck i don't understand i think the first time we did it she was actually a little she was definitely offended maybe or put put off or taken aback no that was the that was when we went to the ritzy neighborhood no, 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 no. The very here. first time. I don't I remember the first time, honestly. The very first time, the woman seemed a little. Mm. Oh yeah, because we were talking about why she might have felt that way. Right. Because it was New Year closing, and I was thinking maybe she could get in trouble, or right, which we wasn't to... sure what to do with it, or whatever. But we've since that point we've done it, and the eyes on the yeah, cashier's face—that's all we can see. The right. eyes. So I, I laugh because I feel like at our local Target, there's this masked couple <laughs> that just walks around. <laughs> And it's just only, no. I think we were in like three consecutive weeks. We had yeah. three different folks. And it was like, really? And I pictured them all in the break rooms, like light skin, mm-hmm. tall dude. Mm-hmm. Other lady, brown like, eyes and brown eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it sounds like, I think there are people who could listen to me say, I made sure that Shane and I tipped 20 bucks every time we went to the store. That could sound ostentatious. Um, gregarious not gregarious mm-mm. whatever it sounds like i'll take that mm-hmm. um i know that the people in my world like i remember telling my therapist that i was doing this and she was like that's so nice of you so how much do you do you base it on how much i said that's 20 dollars every time she was like Arr! and then i said think about the last time you went to target could you have afforded 20 dollars more on your bill if the person ringing you up would have said it was 125, would you have been like, wait, I was expecting it to be 105? If not, if you were, if you had done the mental it's math not for you. and you knew it was 105, and you had the exact change, 62, mm-hmm. good. But if you're honest with yourself and you know for sure that you wouldn't have known, then. I think that's the distinction. Um, I feel like there's a zero something that happens where. Either don't do that at all or everybody should do it when it's a very selective situation. And it also, I had to learn, like, you know, it's definitely not the level of giving I want to get to. It's very much the first level of giving. I'm good. They they know it's me. I know it's them. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I know people who would, like, take the money, put it in an envelope and find a way to you know, mm-hmm. give it to them or take it to the somewhere. So they don't know exactly where it came from, but they just know they got it. Um, so that's not happening right now. If I go to the store right now, I know exactly how much I'm spending. I know how much it's going to come to, and I'm not doing that. Right. Um, it's a different time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I, I'm grateful that, I was able to do it. And I was grateful to see you be able to accept it after a while. It took, it took a minute. So a lot of it is, and but a lot of it is about legacy more than the present or future. 
if that makes sense. No. Um, it's more being attached to what you've come from. Oh. Than the idea of it being in that bad idea with what you have now. Of course. It's a matter of, I'm just, I was on a train sleeping yeah. not too long ago. So the idea, like, I'm just handing out 20s randomly. Right. Like, I don't, it's a strange space right. to me. It's fluid. Because um, you're not handing out 20s right now. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing out my tip calendar <laughs> later now. It's like, um, so... On the drive here, there's a particular stoplight where every now and then there's either a specific gentleman or a specific woman who will, you know, tap on the window. Really? Where is for this? For it's, um, is that Thompson? Thomas Boulevard? Thomas, yes. Oh, okay. So at that light, right at Thomas. All right. Every now and then there's somebody there. And the last time they tapped, I didn't have any cash on me the problem with saying you don't have any cash on you is that nobody ever believes you don't nobody have any cash you. on you like right. it's trash so for oh okay i know who you're talking about so for a solid two weeks i had cash on me wow for the life for them and the nobody was nobody there, was there. <laughs> so it's like and i know the next time i don't have cash so you know what's interesting about that i don't ever um or very rarely Roll down my window, give money at the McDonald's, da 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 da. Well, there's a couple problems. One, my windows are always down. Mm. So I'm Why? very I just like You just like win- the windows yeah. down. Okay. Um so that actually even at night. And especially at night. It must be so great to have a Venus. So there's two parts to this. One, yes, mm-hmm. there's that. Because mm-hmm. as we're having this conversation, it's like, yeah, it's just because I feel safe because mm-hmm. of who I because of my penis. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's, and it's a it's work a, of art. It's a killer. So there's the thing. Um, there's also like the windows down thing for me. I realize it's a freedom thing. Oh, yeah. Because again, like my hair, there's a space where there was no car. Mm-hmm. So now I just want to turn the stereo up, have the windows down, blare and be happy and be in my mm-hmm. space with my Makes 11-year-old sense. car that <laughs> sounds like mm-hmm. rickety rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so those two things combined create the space where i'm always just have the windows down and stuff um but yeah i'm like i need y'all to come back because i want to and i've like today i gave a couple dollars to two different homeless men in town our town is rife with homeless folks which is really i don't know if homeless is the right word oh people without homes how do we know they don't have homes uh well i know for sure one of but i'm Splitting hairs. I just right. wonder what you know how I am about terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to know if I'm up to date on what we're homeless is not the word of choice. It's um, it's not houseless either. It's um, I forget what it is, but mm-hmm. homeless is actually has become mm-hmm. uh, passe. Mm-hmm. Um, being a former, I'm, I'm grandfathered in. I yeah, can, I know. It's like it's, it's like dropping it's like it. dropping a hard R if yes. I feel like it. Yes. Um, but but in any event, um, I was able to do that, and I realized that kind of talking about the altruism and all that stuff and the feel good, that is a very specific form of giving for me because of where I've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I realized like I'm looking for the, the person who was over there and all the rest of the things. Like I never, I was fortunately not going. Well, I'm saying not going. I was fortunately never in a space where I had to panhandle. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I was as close as I ever want to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I know what that worry feels like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, everyone has their own level of 
what's going to get you to finger point at somebody else. We all have it. We mm-hmm, are sure. all finger pointers, mm-hmm. even if we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like I showed you that picture. Did I show you the picture yesterday of the food in the trash? In the you trash told me room? about it, the whole Goya situation. I go in the trash room to throw the gar- garbage out. Somebody's got a full mm-hmm. can uh, thing of beans and. But the thing is, that's not the same to me because that's actual that's food. Not, that's that's actual food that somebody could eat. No, I'm. What's well, not the same? In terms of being finger pointing, there's finger pointing and like judging. I mean, no, there's, there's fi- just somebody. I am. It is not my place to tell somebody how to boycott and how to express how they feel about whatever. Maybe the entire value of that they donated to a food bank. Maybe that's just really truly what they wanted to do. Maybe for whatever reason they wanted to see their kids and say, "We are not even going to look." at these cans. Let's go. They're going to the trash. It's not my place to say how one should boycott Goya. I can say you wasted food, but I don't know enough about, I didn't even check the expiration days. What if they were all, what if they went through and they kept lots of stuff? You do a lot of more mitigating and things that. What if, listen, what if they went through their cabinets, took out all their Goya stuff, kept some, and the stuff that I saw in the trash was expired? Because I went to look in my cupboard and the few things I have from Goya are expired. <laughs> so that's a very specific instance mm-hmm. um, on a, dealing with a, with a singular individual. Right. We also know that folks are throwing away yeah, food. For sure. So, in general. So, and do all manner of dumb things when these things happen. Right. So that's where I don't get so much into, well, did this one particular person do this well, particular thing? I'm talking because, about a particular person. Right. But the thing... but. We're talking about an in instance. My house. We're talking about well, we're talking about an instance, but we're not dealing with them directly. So if they're just a figure in this moment well, for the wait, thing that no, wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish. With, let me finish. Okay. If in the moment we're dealing with a figure of a thing that's happening, yeah, I'm not worried about what that particular individual did. I know people are throwing away food, but Shane, that's not fair. I'm telling you my story about what I'm thinking about, and mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about the bigger picture. We're talking about that too, but I'm talking about to you. Mm-hmm. The bag of food and the garbage. Right. And, and the person who put it there and, and st- why they might have. I'm not thinking about the bigger picture. And I start off saying that you and I think about these things differently. Right. I'm talking about how I think about it. Right. I know. But like, I want to talk about what I saw and why they might have left it there. Or, no, because what you were saying, you weren't just saying we think about things differently. There was this aura of that's not really that important. What's really important is that we know people everywhere are doing that. That's what it felt like. You didn't say that's not important, but you said, okay, we think about things differently. Right. You're thinking about the singular person. I'm thinking about I can't help if you assign judgment whatever. to the things that I'm saying, though. I'm, saying, I'm literally saying we think about things differently. I didn't assign judgment to what you were thinking. I'm saying what I'm thinking about as we have these conversations. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm great. So let's talk about my hair. We did that. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We talked about the fact that I got my hair done. Okay. What we did not talk about was my actual hair. I don't know. I'm lost. Because there's a lot going on. This is not, I didn't just like, you know. Well, you slap on, you do the, you do the three two, feet. You didn't, um, is this three feet? It's, it's probably more two. than three feet, actually. No, you're five feet. Okay, then, yeah. Um, So I got my hair braided, but I did not like get a normal style you got like, the hawaiian silky no you can't braid hawaiian i don't silky. know um so <laughs> i just so want to say hawaiian whenever silky. i get my hair braided i tend to 
be obnoxious about it because that's the only way I like it. Like, I'm not going to go come home with two cornbreads. Well, or like cornbreads. By the way, the only person I know who says cornbreads. Um, I don't know. Just random. Um, so we had a lot of conversations about length. Yep. And me saying I didn't want to get smothered in my sleep. Correct. Because you showed me pictures where it was like Butlin. down to Maisie's ankles. Right. In the other room. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> if I want to live with Rapunzel. It seems like right. a lot going on. Yes. And I explained to you that it's really not. It's hair. You figure it out. First week is kind of weird while you're trying to make sure you're not choking anybody. But it's, you know, I've, I've had my hair braided really long lots of times. So I'm kind of versed in mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's really like, I don't know what the um, what the equivalent would be for a dude. Like where it's like, if I'm going to do this. Go hard or go home. I don't know what a go hard, go home thing is for a man. Waves? Yeah. But those are not, they are very labor intensive. Yeah. More labor intensive than braids. You spend actually. more time working the waves than showing, showing off the them. waves. This is true. I'm not taking off my do-rag for right. you. No. What is this? Is this do-rag worthy? Is Mm-mm. this do-rag removal worthy? No. There are clips on college campuses of the unveils. I know. So. That is one of the blackest things ever. And I love it. I love it. That's one of the clips. Like that's with that's like puppies when I just really need to pick me up <laughs> to see black boys saying oh when you mm. right. or women too. Mm-hmm. I've seen girls oh, kill yeah, yeah. these competitions. Um, so yeah, but the, what I love about them is not even competitions. They just no, like unveils it's and just happiness. Like unveils it's unveils. You don't and it's you don't beautiful. you don't win waves. And I love it. So I tell the woman, you know, when I walk in, they're like. Italy, because I went to Italy twice and got my hair braided twice before I went. And I'm like, yep. How long ago was that? Um, Last year? Wait. No. 27. I went in 27. 2018. And you remember? I mean, no, I've been been since then, but they called me Italy the last time I came in. I was about to say, like, good God. No, 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 no. Um, How much are you tipping? Right. So I'm like, yo. (laughs) Italy! Let's go. And so she's like, all right, well, how long do you want them to be? And I'm like, same as the last time. And she was like, we can't do that. It's too late. It's 530. And I'm like, well, I said I would come back. Like I wasn't even trying to get my hair braided that day. Right. I just walked in like, so what's up? I need an appointment. Because they always make me come in at like 630 in the morning because they're like, she's going to be here all day. She was like, you want to go now? Because I'm booked all the week. And I'm like, sure. Then when I, I go get my provisionals, I come back and I'm like, same length as always. She's like, uh-uh, it's six o'clock. And I'm like, bitch, I didn't even want to be here. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we'll do it here. We'll do it waist length. And I'm like, waist length is fine. That's even less time. That's less hours. Great. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. No, no, wait. Okay. Waist length was the shorter option. Waist length was the shorter option. Yes. Continue. So, so like, not even, waist length is really like under your boob. Like somewhere between under your boob and your waist, depending on what your body looks like. So I'm like, bet, let's go. So she, they start braiding my hair. And when you get your hair braided, they do the all of this first. We don't know what this is. Oh, sorry. All of the actual begin braid knots. Okay, yeah. The all the beginning, the sectioning and the begin. These are actually knotless braids, which is even more of a process. But they don't pull out your hair and they're going to be easier to take out. So they do all of those. That just takes like three hours just to do that. And then those people go home and the young kids do the finishing. How many people actually touched your head? Overall? Yeah. Because when I got there, there was four or five. Right. None of those people were there in the beginning. So 10 people 
Might have been. Yeah. No, it was Eight? only two in the beginning. Okay. They did the sectioning, mm-hmm. and then the young people come and just ride out. So an NBA ends. starting five and two subs. Right. So. They start braiding down and I'm waiting. Like, you can't look. I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, ah, hold on. Like, I see people doing that. Like, wait, hold on. And I'm like, mm, you really want to get lice. So, what? They bra- nothing. They're, you, they, they're braiding and they're doing the ends. And I'm like, these ends feel like they're taking forever. That's why I kept telling you, I don't know what time for you to come because mm-hmm. I'm thinking they should be cutting and burning the hair and doing the boiling water. That's my favorite part. And all that stuff um, wasn't happening. So I didn't realize though until I stood up. I was like, "This is not waiting." Which is you're happy about, aren't you? It's fine, but I just felt like I just was like, "This is not. This is not wasteland." Like I was going to, for your benefit, I was gonna just do wasteland. Mm-hmm. So you would. Oh, it's too. about them. No, it was for you. Okay. I mean, for them, it's like an extra, like, whatever. Okay, they, the, the, they still distance, got paid. Like, the distance between your waist and your ass isn't, like, huge. You'd be surprised how much longer that takes, though. Mm. Because don't forget, this is not one big thing of hair. They're feeding in small bits of hair oh, over and over no and over and over. So the longer it is, the more times you have to get the hair feed it in, Did fed in. Yeah. So when they do the section, it's not like all the hair is there and all you got to do is braid it. No. The hair is like here and then they have to take you keep saying here. I'm sorry. It's out like maybe six inches mm-hmm. and then you have to take bit, small bit, small bit, small bit of hair after hair and braid it down and braid it down. So you're saying pulling from the pack to pulling add to the, the hair. Pulling from the pack to add to the hair all the way down to my ass. Did not know that. So that's even just waste to ass. That's mm-hmm. still going to be a lot of time. Then they have to burn it. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. They take the lighter and they burn the braids to get the little pieces off. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder what's happening to my actual hair that you're burning. But okay, I'm going to just suspend dissonance. I mean, they're pretty far from there, aren't they? No, they're not. They're there. Oh, okay. They're in my hair. Mm-hmm. I guess hair just doesn't burn off like that. I don't know. It's encased. I don't know. And then they put this really thick towel around you and you have to put your head back with all this freaking hair and they boil water and they take turns taking bits of the hair and dunking it into boiling water and smushing it and smushing it in their hand. And then, and then you get to go home. So today our listeners have learned about how to shop for an iPad. Mm-hmm. Why they should tip $20 every time they go to the store. How hair braiding works. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we miss? <sighs> so this is why I feel bad for Krista. <laughs> why? <laughs> So we had a meeting yesterday with your assistant yes. about trying to figure out social media stuff and everything else. And we were trying to explain to her where we're writing practice and when we get to do sale mm-hmm. popcorn, they're very formulaic and very straightforward. Good talk is is a free for all. A, Told you, a two and a half hour free for all. I don't know if she's listening. Oh, uh, by the way, the food's out. Oh, good. Um, the, the young one did not burn down the house. She did not. Excellent. Um, in terms of figuring out a social media plan and write-ups on oh how to do God. these individual episodes. She's going to be like, I quit. Like, yeah. Not it's, doing it. It's it's a lot. I don't know. Like, I doubt if she's listening to the episode, this episode, she didn't get this far. She been been like, I'm checking out. I'm not. I'll listen to another episode. This episode, maybe not. But if you hit on the right episode, mm-hmm. you started to hit... 
Like, who was it that said they're binging? Uh, Deb? That was Deb. Yeah. Deb said Deb? she binges while she's working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm binging. Yeah, I know. I'm I've like, been watching, yeah. listening to every episode. You know what it is to get in the car like, with you and then just to hear, hear my your voice? Own voice? Like, <laughs> and so then I wanted to make love to you. It's ridiculous. And I laugh. Sometimes I laugh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say things to you that my then self says to you right, right after I say it. I'll be like, oh, that's horrible. And then I'll be like, oh, that's horrible. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was hoping, I was planning to not do quite too much because I knew you were going to be a little overwhelmed. You've done really well. I'm really proud of you. But here I mean, we are. It's, it's day two, um, which I guess is a I good sign. it's day three, three? actually. So, I mean, it looks great, um, if I haven't said that. No, uh, you haven't. I okay. was worried. Okay. It looks great. Thanks. And I didn't die in my sleep. Nope. Actually, here's what's funny. You splay around more than your hair does. I woke up the other day, mm-hmm. or yesterday even, and you had your back to me, and your hair's running perfectly down your back. <laughs> like, not even on my side at all. How'd that happen? I don't know. But I know I take great pains to pull it all in front of me mm-hmm. when I go to sleep. It was all behind you, straight down mm-hmm. your back, just mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, I'm like, if she could behave like her hair behaves, we might be okay. So sex is going to be interesting. Yeah. 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 It's does, a thing. Does it get tied up? It gets tied up, yes. But it doesn't always stay tied up. So you won't get choked unless you want to. <laughs> that seems like such a strange fetish. Actually, it seems super normal. I love it when my girl chokes, chokes me, me out with her, with her braids. Like your, I feel like that's a thing. Like your poison ivy. I feel like that's probably a category. Rapunzel. Black specific. Braid choking, braid domination. Um. So, yeah, I like it. It's a little heavy, but it's getting better. And we'll be we'll be rocking this out for a very long time. The other part though is like the running and the cycling. If your hair gets caught in your bike, I'm. <sighs> Oh yeah, that's that's an absolute if your hair possibility. Gets, if your hair gets caught in your chain. <laughs> that's a possibility. So luckily, you know, my trainer told me he was saying we're doing some things differently and you know, whatever, whatever. He's telling me what we're gonna be doing next time. And I was like, Well, I sent him a picture of me and he was like, Not that shit again. Mm-hmm. He's been here. You do not have athletic hair. Um, no, I do not. But we work it out. Um, I tie it up, and the only thing I'm worried about is my bike. Working out is like whatever. I mean, I you'll, be, you'll actually be fine on a bike. Um, it's yeah. it's not long enough to get caught in anything. I don't think. Um, I want to talk about Naya Rivera. I I know yeah. it's sad. Are we allowed to talk about sad things? Uh, we talk about us all the time. No, yeah. So they found her. I saw. She's an actress. I first saw her on Smart Guy. Uh, oh, I, mean, I know Taj her from Glee. Maori, and she was like four, and she was an adorable little cherub. If you see the picture, you'll be like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's some TGIF kid right there." And um, and then yes, I saw her. Uh, Maisie introduced me to her on Glee, and. I and then later after that or around that same time she was engaged to Big Sean. Um for some time they dated and then they broke up. And 
what I remember about her, um, I interviewed her and we talked about our, what do I call them? Our teams, our limitations. They're not limitations. We talked about bipolar disorder. God damn it. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, I don't know if that was her affliction, but we talked about mental health in general and I liked her just a sweet woman. And she has this song that she sang on Glee. That's an actual song. And as with most of the songs on Glee, it's better on Glee than the actual song to me anyway. And it's called if I die young and Maisie introduced me to it. And I was just blown away with both her voice and the song itself. Um, which she was singing to commemorate the death of another. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say his name was Corey. I'm not sure what his name was on the show. Um, So she went missing with her son. He's four. And she's gone. And even though it's probably fucked up for me to say this, one of the first things I thought about was the song I Don't Fuck With You by Big Sean. Um, why because he wrote it for her oh did not know that and he had a chick that was supposed to be her in the video and he happily told every interviewer myself included that it was about her and fuck that bitch and ooh, i dodged a bullet because that crazy bitch and i can't i guess because I understand what it is to not be well. And I understand what it is for someone to feel like they dodged a bullet. I know what that feels like. I know there are people that might say that about me. Um, So I wonder what he's feeling right now. It's a tiny part of all the things that make this tragic. But it's what I thought of because... It made me think if I knew something was going to happen to Eric in the next three years, well, what I want to say or do differently than I'm doing it right now. Because if you told him this woman's going to die in an old folks home at 99, are you going to do this song? He would say, yeah, I'm going to do this song. She won't even remember it. We got a hundred years to get past this. But if you would have told him she's going to die in three years, leaving a four-year-old son behind, would you still make this record right now? And the answer would be no, I would not, because he wouldn't. And it just makes me think of what spaces in our own lives we could say that about. Hmm. So I guess the hard part with that too, though, is, and again, not speaking about her directly, I don't know her Mm -hmm. for anything. Um, there are spaces where folks are just not good people. Of course. So sometimes that venting and that, whether it's of course. the song, and again, whether it's a song or whatever else, it's, it's still valid regardless of when you pass. It is. But I know he thinks different of, differently of it right now. Mm. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years. As time goes on, these things do change and your feelings about these things do change. But I know that the fact that it got played, played back now, you know what I mean? Right. Like I know the song existed in a period of time and he was being valid and true to his feelings. And it has a good song. I get all that. 
she was on Lip Sync Battle. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. And she comes out and she did that song. And everybody was like, that's dope. And mm-hmm. she's saying, it's all good. Um, but I'm still wondering when you're a creative and you put these things out there that you can't take back, what does it feel like? What does he feel like right now? Is he saying, well, it was how I felt at the time. He's not. You think he feels guilty? If the song wasn't, you little stupid ass bitch, I ain't fucking with you. If it was a little bit more, I just don't like you <laughs> anymore. Or I hate the way things went to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That song in particular is one of the ones. One of the ones that get under your skin, no matter who he's talking about. So, yes, I think he feels, I think he wishes that he never did that song. I do. And whether or not that's valid, I don't know. I'm sure his therapist would say differently, like, dude, I think you got to forgive yourself. I think it'd be interesting to see if he performs it again. He's, uh, I can't imagine. Because at this point, it's far, I don't know Big Sean that well. It's like one of his biggest hits. It is. Do you perform it again? I cannot imagine the gleefulness like a lot of times with songs like this you'll be sort of like mysterious about who it might be you'll say it's a conglomerate of all these mm-hmm. well i you know i was in a, drake of course we know it's great for the well in the summer of 1999 i she was a college graduate whatever particularly <laughs> particularly um a song that i've been playing on repeat lately just because i fucking love it but um drake's how about now um it's one of my favorite drake songs and it's not even a really a big song of his but i just i don't know i love it and jordan sparks made a woman's version cover of it that just blows me away that i listen to sometimes i mean taylor swift made a whole career out of songs for her boyfriends who yes, she felt wrong that, her. She, that, that she doesn't particularly name even though we know who it is right. he was like i mean he doesn't name, name her not except in the interviews unfortunately right yeah. so he when people would say People think you're talking about Naya Rivera. Yup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. If she, I don't want to say nothing because I don't want her calling me. Like he was very, this is fun. And I think that's okay too. I do. But I still wonder what that feels like now. Because this is a great, you know, because we're so sunny here on Good Talk. <laughs> we talk about, but I've been thinking about her a lot today. I have. I think I've been avoiding thinking about that whole situation. Yeah. There's chicken and broccoli in the fridge, though. If you say there's chicken and broccoli in the fridge one more time. So I thought I brought it for lunch, but I brought I saw it in there and I'm like, damn, he left that much. No, I, I ended up bringing the Kung Pao chicken, which needed to go anyway. Did you like it? It wasn't very spicy. There was no Pao. It was no Pao. It was barely any Kung, much less <laughs> Pao. Damn. <laughs> Kung Pao is supposed to have a rich, thick, don't do it, veiny. Oh. <laughs> Not veiny, a rich, thick sauce. You know? Have you ever had Kung Pao with like, it's almost like maroonish even. I feel like <laughs> if I was a homophobe, I would never eat Kung Pao chicken again based off this description. Because it's supposed to have a rich, thick, veiny sauce? Rich and <laughs> thick is fine. You're the one who made it homophobic. No, so I only bring this up because I was, some Facebook is going to be the death of me. Um, somebody posted, all these ridiculous things that people had tweeted about things being gay. And Recently? Like today. Oh, comically so. Yeah, like no, they, like, no, they weren't agreeing with it. They were saying, look at the foolishness. 
And there was like one woman who who tweeted, "If a man, if I go out with a man and he's dessert, I'm a little sus." Wait, she was serious? Yeah. Or is she playing around? No, she's serious. Dessert. Dessert. Just not a particular dessert. Dessert. Crumb cake, like ice cream. Up here with that sweet shit. Eh. If somebody somebody said, "If I see two men walking to in break- brunch." Going yeah, to brunch? Yes. I saw that one. Because how are y'all just getting up early? Like, it looks like y'all came from the same spot. Um, oh, what was some of the other one? Uh, my people, my people. Basically, everything delicious and happy in the world is some it's gay, gay shit. Like straws. Like, like my, 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 enjoy, my enjoyment of ice pops. Ooh. Gay. Mm. And, it's, and we got rainbow ones now, too. It's even worse. Pride, pride pops. That should be a thing. Wait, so... What would you do if I was side-eyeing you for your popsicle consumption? Would you break up with me? Or would At what you point not? are we in this having this conversation? We're going that first date in the park. Yeah, it's a wrap. You buy popsicles, and I'm I like, can't. what's up with the popsicle, son? If you're, ser- if you're being funny, all right. If you're serious? I make a joke, but then later I tell you, like, it does seem kind of sus that you're, you're not pop. gay, right? Yeah, I got to go. That's it? That's it. Even if you can just say, nope, I'm not, you're and tipping, move on. You're tipping your hand to your ignorance immediately. And I have to assume there's only downhill from there. Because it's not just that you think this. It's that you think it's to such a degree that you're saying this on the first date. Right. It's not even like I've known you for a month. And it's like, right. mm, I don't know, son. Like, yeah, that's not a good sign. And then I got to introduce you to Chris. Right. Does Chris eat popsicles? Uh, I think, doesn't everybody eat popsicles? Everybody if you're not homophobic. Yes. Very I, few people. I bite this mine, This is actually though. a good thing. I bite mine, just for the record. Wait, what? I bite my popsicles. You don't suck your popsicles? I bite my popsicles. I bite my ice cream. You know this. Wait. That's not why. You bite and then suck. You don't suck them on a stick. Or you I, bite and chew. I bite and chew. You must have an amazing set of chompers <laughs> in there because if I bite and chew a popsicle, I'm at the ER hoping that there's a dentist on call because there's no way I can bite into a popsicle. So I just, as we talk about, um, what is, what does your son do? Is he a biter? He, he's a biter as well. Interesting. Just made me think, and I've, I've had this conversation before. My father was always the one who said that men didn't use straws because, and just, just really wacky stuff, which is funny. The person I was in a relationship with, I think I got to stop saying before you, cause eventually that's just going to give this person away. No straws ever. Which for my father it was kind of wacky because in every other way he's a supporter as long as he's not being identified as potentially right. being gay himself, which right. is weird. Give that man an ice pop. I'm completely uncomfortable. Because he makes love to it with his mouth. He is slurping Sucking, and slobbing and like nigga, you what won't let me drink from a soda from a straw. But you about what? to gag on a bomb pop? What are we doing? So what about what about bananas? Loves bananas. Does he break it and eat it? He doesn't it? break it. Okay, then your dad, your dad is just quirky with the straw thing. Because if he was really about that life, mm-mm. I don't think he sees himself. I think that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, the only person I know that I've been involved with who did not use straws also did not, did not fuck with popsicles at all on any level. Which is There not- was going to be nothing going into the mouth that was not on a utensil. I, nothing nothing goes in my mouth if it's not a utensil i'm trying to think of some of the other memes that not memes posts that popped up i can't 
think off the top of it, but they were just all just like if it was delicious and I satisfying. Mean, there's a, there's still a world where pants that fit right, tailored right. pants mm-hmm. show a tiny bit of hem right. is gay. Yeah. There's a world. I know people who mm-hmm. live in that world. Um so we're not that far from that world. It's makes you think of a Jay Z lyric. Because hmm. you, you, you are, as you point out, everything makes me think of a Jay Z lyric. Yeah, it does. No, it's um, old niggas stop acting brand new. Mm-hmm. Tupac wore a nose ring too. What does that mean? He's talking about old heads. Talking about. Nose how, rings or whatever. No, no, not nose rings specifically. Just how the new crew looks effeminate oh, and gay. Okay, blah, blah. Okay. It's like your favorite gangster rapper had, had a nose, nose ring. ring, and he wore that leather bra vest thing. That bulletproof vesty thing. No, no, it wasn't bull. No, no, he wore like a halter, leather halter thing. You mean like a holster? No. Wait, where's? I'm all right. I'm looking this up. What is he wearing? Leather vest? Yes. What's wrong with a leather vest? Yes. You have to see this particular vest. Okay. Tupac, leather. I always felt like Tupac was uh, fluid. I wouldn't have been surprised if he was. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about Jada and Will and, and, and that boy. Oh, dear. Let me see. Is that the right one? Well, it's the first thing that popped up. It's got to be it. It's not him in it, uh, but. That's the one. Yeah. You want that? No. It's you like, know, I was trying to write I'm this sorry. piece for Dear Level that says um, what we want y'all to wear in bed. But I couldn't write it because we don't want y'all to wear anything in bed. But now I got something. It's just... it. Mm, I don't. I never understood that vest. So he doesn't wear anything underneath it. So I his nipples are in the like triangle part? I don't remember if he's wearing something with it or not. It's just an odd choice. It's a corset. It's not a vest. It's a corset. What's wrong with that? It's a, nothing. But again, for all the folks talking about y'all ain't hard like we was hard. I have so many things to say, but I think we got to go. Uh, Jada and Will said, mind your business, essentially. You can't have a show called Red Table Talk and say mind your business at the same so, time. Even I have my limits. Although they, they, they did it, but they did it well. They went on Red Table Talk, essentially, because I watched it. It was like, here's what happened. It was four and a half years ago. We knew about it. We were going through our rough stretch. It is what it is. We had no need to talk about it because we dealt with it. So, wait, I have to stop you there because you're skipping steps. Because first it was, what? Who's August Alcina? Then it was, what is he talking about? Nope, never happened. Mm-hmm. So you're getting to the part that starts to make sense. I'm talking about on Table Talk. I never, yeah, because yeah, I, I purposely why, kind of stayed out of the rest of the nonsense. The reason why the Red Table Talk is a bunch of nonsense is because of what happened between him speaking out and Red Table Talk. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they started to make sense on the show, but the in between part, like, it's completely invalidating. Like, she said he's lying, and he wasn't. So, like, it's just... Uh, well, that sounds like when... Why are they talking about this on Red Table Talk, Shane? Where, who, where else would you talk about it? If you have your own platform... To if, your, in your therapist's office. Except it's a media thing now. Have like, your publicist put out a statement? We like privacy. We need to work on our marriage. But they don't. They they've, they've did that or part. Or not. We're good. Mind your business. 
Let's go to therapy. So are I we? Mean, if we went through that, are we talking about it on Good Talk? Um, do we have the level of media exposure that they have? What difference does it make? Makes a big difference. There's a difference between. Yes, we do. Good Talk is as big as Red Table Talk. I think we're here talking about it because we control this venue and we have the conversation we want to have the way we want to have it without it being, well, the publicist wrote it or this is or translating in this way. I said what I said. This is what it is. I can promise you we will not. I'll be on here by myself. Talk about a scenario. You put all those things just like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you about this. Y'all just have to speculate and try to figure it out. Whatever. We going to therapy and that's it. And we have to, if we have to go back to therapy, because this is coming back up again, even though we'd already dealt with it, so be it. So I think part of the reason why the talk happens is because they already dealt. If this was a new revelation, I don't think. No, for sure. I don't, I don't think, think so. Being had. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think because it's some old shit. It is some old shit. Granted. But I can promise you, four years old shit. I'm not talking about this here. Mm-mm. I think the other part too, if we're being honest, is red table talk makes money. True. So there may be some there's certain points where you can't not. Especially if you're going to host a show giving folks advice and right. mentoring them about their lives. Because you're going to have to do press and you're going to have to do interviews right. and no one's going to let you say anything else but mm-hmm. what's up with this, what's up with this, what's up with this. If, and this, you know, I take it back. In this landscape, if you have a platform, you're going to have to address right. it. And again, if Red Table Talk is just a show about nonsense or whatever else, kind of like if Red, if Red Table Talk is good talk, you can kind of get away with not doing that. Right. When you create an entire show and platform. It's also video. Right. So that's very There's different. editing and everything else there as well. Right. When you build an entire show, an entire platform based on giving some sort of holistic advice and bringing people on to apologize and talk to. Like he had, she had Snoop on. She had T.I. on. She had these folks on to deal with these things. And now she's in the space. To not address it comes off as extremely hypocritical. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part of it. So no advice shows for us. Jesus Christ. No advice shows for us, but also I won't start an entanglement with a 23-year-old. So there's that. At even, least I don't even, think so. Even if we're on a break? Even if we're on a break. We're and on I, a break. We're on a break and I give you permission. Um, Is that what happened? There was no permission. They were just, they were done. They were, they were about to be done. They were about to be done. He literally says, I put kicked your ass to the curb. I was done with you. I was done with you. So, Can I say something about that? I tried to explain. Yeah. It. I tried to explain to you before, and I didn't have the words, and I'm not sure if I do now either. But had them up on a pedestal since forever. Mm-hmm. Always loved Jada since Different Worlds. Always loved Will since Fresh Prince. So just looked up to them in general. Mm-hmm. And Jada was always um, militant and politically active and smart. And truth be told, there wasn't a lot of that complete package in the '90s where. She can. I remember this episode of the show Teen Summit on BET. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. She was a guest on there, and Ananda was the host, and whatever. And I'm just watching it, expecting her to just talk about being on a different world. And the way she shut this whole thing down, quoting books and authors and studies, I was just mesmerized. Like, wow. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of you know smart women actresses, but they didn't always have 
the um, propensity to show it. So long story short, always loved her. Um, also, not a small thing. She was the first black girl I saw who rocked really short hair, like unapologetically, mm-hmm. um, at least as a lead in films. I didn't right. see much of that. Um, so I thought that was dope. So is Holly before her? Same time, okay. early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly's different, though. Jada was natural. Holly was short, but with a perm. So I, I remember saw Jada her. with a perm. I don't remember short natural. Mm-mm. Her hair was always... You're probably thinking that because her hair straight. Her natural hair state oh, okay. is kind of like straightish. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just natural. Her whatever, how, right, right. however her curls came out. That's mm-hmm. how her hair was. Um, so, love Jada. And, of course, love Will. So, the only thing that really bothered me about that whole episode was Will was seemed way too excited to say he ended it with her. Hmm. I didn't watch it. So it was it was very much like when I say like I kicked you to the curb, that's basically the language he was using. He said I was done. I was done with you. I kicked you to the gun. I didn't want to talk to you again. Blah blah blah. It's like if y'all are good now, you might not want to dig so deep on that. Like are you really good, my guy? Like Hmm. or are you embarrassed because this thing came out well That too. But I think they probably, which, set, which I think really, they set their parameters for everything before them cameras came on. It looked like he had not reconciled mm-hmm. with whatever happened, mm-hmm. whether it's four years ago, what had just happened. Mm-hmm. He was in his, in, in his feelings. And it's weird because, not weird, this is a separate thing, but the ridicule he's getting behind this is weird to me too. Like the memes and all the mm, nonsense. I and haven't seen it. It's just like Oh yes, I have. Crying yeah. Jordan memes and, yeah, and stuff like that. Um so it's kind of icky to see because they were so private for so long. Like you just didn't know anything about them. Right. I remember they made a big deal of that, uh, when they hosted the BT Awards. Jaden was like seven mm-hmm. and, and uh, it's kind of the J and Beyonce. Sure. It's kind of like the blueprint that J and Beyonce yep, follow. Absolutely. So they they um hosted the BT Awards, and the commercial was like, "Welcome. We know you're gonna love the BT Awards. It's wholesome, and you can see it with the whole family. And it's all of them sitting there. And then the camera pans out, and little Jada, what's her name, um Willow. Mm-hmm. Willow jumps up and says, "I'll be in my trailer." She's like three, and she right. stomps off. And then Jaden's like, "I hate this place. I hate all of you." And um, it was hilarious, but it really was what we believed. We didn't right. know anything about them behind the cameras. Um, so this is not how I wanted to. I just, it's all just so weird to me. So fast forward, I'm really affected when Jada, when Will says, we're never getting divorced. It's just, you take that off the table and that's all there is. So it's weird to hear you because I had, I kind of knew that part and I didn't know that. So they hear that part and then they hear, I was done with your ass. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to talk to you again. I kicked you. I feel like he literally said, I kicked you to the curb or some mm-hmm. wild shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you might, I, I get, you might feel a certain way, but. I just don't. Also, because you're, to be mad about this now when y'all were done then is weird too. Oh, that's how that works. Don't you know that? We've had this conversation before. I don't get the whole. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're still together. So who knows how they processed it? 
and how well they process it and what I mean, they look at Will not well. Well, we can't tell. An hour in his entire life doesn't tell us. Looking at that moment, not well. That I'm, moment, yeah. So it could be the other way around all the time where she's still throwing shit at him and he's whatever. We just don't know. But I will say that there was a small part of me that was relieved when I heard him say it was over. Because I was like, see? Divorce can be on the table. Now, maybe divorce was never going to be on the table. Maybe I'm done with you just meant we're not going to be together. No, no, no. If you, if you watch, they're they're done. Like, I don't want to see you again. We're not. We're getting divorced. So there was like the actual There done, is a done. small part of me that's like, but wait, Will, I thought you said you take that off the table. You said there is absolutely nothing this woman can do that can end our marriage. That's what he said. And I remember texting my future husband and saying. Not me. Is this no my first future husband and saying, is this us? Like, should we say this? Should we just say we take divorce off the table? And he said, well, how much money do we have? Because that kind of dictates what kind of, um, you know, jokingly, mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, yeah, you can do that when you got all the monies. But or in you, my mind. Or you can not get divorced because you can't afford to get that divorced. too. Um, in, in my mind, I said that to myself, even though I didn't say that to my then husband, I thought it to myself, just take divorce off the table and that's all there is to it. And what fucks people up is sometimes divorce is the best, kindest, warmest, sweetest, loveliest thing two people can do. My son is in a better place. I'm in a better place. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, it was something that had to be done, but I thought I failed. And partially because I heard Will saying in my head, if you just take it off the table, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Oh, that's funny. You can take anything you want off the table. It's never actually off the table. It's not. But he's a superhero, so and I thought he was cute. So I thought he was right. I honestly thought that He's a superhero. He would yeah. You never refer you never referring to uh Hancock? Yeah. No. I just mean he's a superhero in my head in oh, terms okay. of Thank you. just being a star. All right. Um, so, you know, so much of Will is about, sometimes I go down a rabbit hole of the Will Smith his, motivational Will Smith videos. Yeah, 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 videos. yeah. I have my they're, face with that. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so when someone like that says, you take this off the table and that's just it. My favorite one is when he talks about the treadmill. And he talks oh, about- Oh, yeah, I'm going to die on the treadmill. I'm going to die on the treadmill. Um, we can keep going. You can do what you want to mm-hmm. do. But- I'm. You're not gonna outrun me on this treadmill. Which can we acknowledge isn't a healthy. That's not healthy either. either. So what we're now realizing is that probably a lot of the stuff he was saying about I'm. I stay up all night. I do this. I work harder. I work harder. I'm never gonna do this. The absolutes. Oh, there's my story. The absolutes that Will has always told us he does mm-hmm. that we should do mm-hmm. turn out to be a bunch of bullshit. Honestly, there's new room for nuance and there's room for getting off the treadmill taking a rest and trying again right. there's room for you know what i'm really tired and this race was important to me an hour ago but i'm okay with losing now you can win i'm gonna go get some water and have a snack right there's room for that because the thing about dying on the treadmill you're dead you're dead <laughs> like great but uh, all of those things that he used to say mm-hmm. this is this i believed is, in i think we all have places and times of those platitudes they hit us in a very specific way and sometimes they can be for better for a lot of times it's just you, you it leads you deeper into a path of right. shit that you shouldn't be in i think i'm gonna re-listen to his 
motivational stuff and write something about how I feel differently about them now. So there's, there's something turning. I don't know how it's going to come out, but I definitely have some things to say about there's, this. There's, I think there's a few of them that are still fairly valid. It's, it's like you said, though, it's the absolute. It's the dying on the treadmill. It's the never do this. It's, it's the, the I'm going to take the worst off the table. Yeah. Those things will always have you fucked up because you, you paint yourself into a corner. Because when you say that, he doesn't just say that for himself. He's right. saying, saying that's what world. one should do. Right. So then you start to get into the, well, what if this is happening? Or what right. if this is happening that wasn't happening that you didn't know about? What if this person needs help and is not getting the help they need and you can't help? Like, there's so many places mm-hmm. where taking divorce off the table could be harmful to yourself and, and the person. And what never happens in those conversations is saying, in this situation where nobody is being abused and the million other things that could result in divorce. If those things don't exist, then just stick through it. Well, nobody, through it. nobody has those conversations. Right. It's just, just don't. So there's two things I do like about this, these conversations that have been had. One, we all know that our parents, grandparents, whatever, all these people who had these 50 year plus marriages, you know, there was some entanglements. Like sure. There's some that there weren't, but don't think you can make it to you. They've been married for 20 four years um gerard carmichael i think it's his second hbo special and he talks about our grandparents being married for 50 years mm-hmm. and all sorts of things side kids galore not even that part even though he touched that he, he even says like you know everybody looks at their grandma and how happy they were and everything else and he was like your grandmother baked all those apple pies because that's her that was the only way she had to identify herself and have value it wasn't you enjoying that pie mm-hmm. it wasn't because she just liked baking Mm-mm. pies nope and all these different things were that like, was her whole entire self-worth right was wrapped up in these pies so the things that made grandma endearing were evidence of traps Absolutely. and unhappiness and trauma yeah just 50 years of trauma right so because, yeah they stuck it out mm-hmm. but dot 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 there's something to be said for the people who bounced right um, I think at the risk of telling too much of a story that's not mine to tell, except yes, it is part of the reason why my, why my ex-husband and I decided to divorce is because we realized that at age 40, there is a life to be built and we can still right. be cool with each other and raise these babies. And we still got a whole, hopefully 50 years mm-hmm. of something. But there's a five, 10 year range in there where that Correct. isn't the case anymore. Correct. There's a difference between starting over at 40 and starting over at 50. Correct. Um, or is there? I bet I, you there's a lot of 50 year olds that would differ. Depends on where you I are. It's, I, would say it's, I would say it's harder for sure, depending on it what it is. It might be easier. The longer, the, I'll say this the longer the marriage goes, the harder it is to, in my mind, reboot and reset and figure these things out. Mm mm. So many things depend on so many things. Where you are in your career, how old your children are, how long you were unhappy, how long you were happy, if you were abused, if you weren't. There's so many different things that are going to make that clear. 50 could be super easy. Your kids might be out there. Imagine how much easier it is to start over and marry your high school sweetheart when your kids are 30. That's why I envy my high school friends mm, who got pregnant in high school. Had all them babies. We were like, ooh. You ruined your life. Baby. Your life you is over. Your life. You're done. And now they're like 40. I'm 60 on with the a seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> on the seven seas and shit. Like, no. But I knew 
that I could stay. I did not have abuse in my marriage. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of the huge, you got to run. So we could have figured it out down to maybe separate bedrooms and just different lives. My parents did that. We could have figured it out. But I just thought, so 30 years of this? 40? Mm-hmm. 50? 60? I just... I contemplated it with my marriage. Like, you just do your thing, I do mine. I mean, I think there are places where it makes sense. If that makes sense for you, then go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I think there are for some. Oh, how would we be like? I wish we just did that. Right. No, I can see that. That wouldn't bother me if that's how you felt. Yeah. Now. Yeah, you can say I, there's a there's a place where I could see that happening without invalidating what we have. But the other thing I'm happy about, not happy about, but it's bringing up two conversations. This idea of being married like how do we even imagine somebody could be married for 25 years and there not be something to deal with sure you and i both of us were around the 10 year mark so we talk about the seven year itch in a regular relationship much less 25 right so i you know at 24 years as long as they've been married they're owed some entanglements Mm -hmm. i shouldn't say they're owed some entanglements but the fact that it's all about jada cheating this is unusual. We don't usually see an intact couple, an intact couple talking about the woman cheating. So there's another part of it too, and um, this is me, um, maybe putting some things into the mix that may not be there. The other part that we don't talk about is a woman's midlife crisis, mm-hmm. where they go through the things and make decisions, and that they may not make five years before mm-hmm. or ten years after, mm-hmm. where you're just going through some shit. You feel like you're in a bog you don't know what your life is doing you just do some shit Mm -hmm. um are you saying that could possibly be her i'm saying i'm so more than saying that's what she dealt with i'm saying the fact that that's not even a conversation for all the conjecture and all the guessing that we do the idea of a woman in general having a midlife crisis is not one of them usually it's to do with the sports car and blah 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 and the young girl and all the things we don't talk about those things on a woman's side I don't know how much I've been hearing about. I'm trying to think of dudes that we've heard with cheating scandals. I don't know how much I hear about midlife crises anymore. I feel like I don't really hear people's missteps being attributed to that. Or maybe it's just not happening. So I feel like a midlife crisis, I think it's good to identify more as a midlife crisis when your entire life isn't lived in a fantasy, like with celebrities. So the average $20 million actor. 40 years old, 45 years old is married to some 24 year old something that happens. Of course. A lot. Mm -hmm. That usually happens in that midlife crisis range, Mm -hmm. but because their entire life is a fantasy, we don't attribute it to that. So I think that's why I'm, I'm enjoying watching this conversation because I'm enjoying seeing how we're treating. Right. There's there's a lot of hypocrisy because dudes are like, losing their mm-hmm. fucking mind if will had been sliding off with her right right it's a different it's a whole different conversation um like people are losing their minds like how could a woman does she even still have a vagina like she's 50 shouldn't mm-hmm. it be like just sealed shut um part of it is because he's young the person that she was with mm-hmm. very young mm-hmm. same age as my daughter 
Um, I think that's ninety percent of it, or eighty percent of it. Is it? I think that's most of it. Is his, is his age is why folk because Jada was supposed to have an affair with somebody that was older than her. Right. Jada was supposed to have an affair with James Earl Jones or something. <laughs> Not James Earl Jones. <laughs> Samuel Come L. On. Jackson. Come on, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that's a proper uh, <laughs> affair person to have, but a young. Right. Her husband is a rapper, one of the legends. Right. And she was a younger. I don't know if August is a singer or a rapper. He's a singer. Okay. Um, I don't. I know none of his songs. Okay. Uh, are you but judgy about the fact that she was? If you're, if you working on this twenty-three-year-old. So. Because I know you would be equally judgy. If you do feel judgy, right. you would be equal. So here's ways. the thing. A, they were separated. No, not that part. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So I'm starting from there. They're separated. Yep. They think their marriage is done. Yep. What happens in that period of time of between them two? It's fair game. Of not course. knowing if you'll get together, of course, whether or not. Yeah. The age thing doesn't bother me as much. The only thing that if that does bother me is that you met this. The whole family met this young man while he was in the midst of having mental health issues. And to bring him through that by whatever means you helped him with that is a big imbalance of power. Yeah. Um, Quite the entanglement. Like, that's the bigger issue for me more than the age. And I think for me, the age comes through because give him 20 more years, same scenario of the mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. And it might, just might feel different to me. Because now, at the very least, this dude has 20 years of life. So if August is Kanye West... Ew. Can mental we just, health, mental, can we I'm just saying, age August up 20 years? Do we have to make him Kanye? <laughs> same mental health issues, but he's 40. And you meet this person and you're helping him through the mental health issues. It's slightly different. I go the other way. The, for me, it's the less the age and more the, the fact that you can't... Whatever the assistance is, whether it's mental health, whether it's not having a home, whatever it is, once you help somebody in Of course, that there's definitely fashion, a, a imbalance of power right. there, for sure. But... And I've been in situations where I've had to say that out loud to people like, hey, this can't happen because I'm helping you through X, Y, and Z. So for me to even contemplate or think about doing it is wildly improper. So I think I, I told you recently about a time where someone who could have taken advantage of me yes. decidedly did not. And I was actually waiting for that to be part of the story as you yeah, told me the story. Absolutely. Like the cliffhanger was like nothing happened. Right. That was a cliffhanger. That was like the Shyamalan moment. <sighs> it was it was absolutely crazy. It's like that porn meme of like I brought her the pizza and left. Right. I love those. <laughs> those are so awesome. I said hello to her and walked away. Right. Um, so yeah, one time this dude decided to take me to his house for the weekend because I was just going through it. Terrible, violent relationship, addiction, all the bad things. And off the I, rip, it has advantage. It has all right over it. So because you didn't drive there, no, you were driven. He came there in his car. I lived in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. He came in his car and said to my roommate, "This wasn't even something I agreed to. Right? It was like rehab." He was like, where is she? And my roommate was like, where she always is. She'll come home with a black eye in an hour or two. He was like, I'm waiting. And I came home and uh, I saw him there. And I'm like, I know him very not well. Right. 
very like casually seen you here and there. Actually, it's kind of a second. It's almost like a second generation kind of correct r- relationship, right? For sure. Um, he managed someone that I knew, and I would c- kind of see him in those circles. Um, definitely, we're not friends. And he said, "Get a bag. You're mm-hmm. coming to my place." And I was like, I was so broken that I thought that made sense. I was like, okay. And my roommate's like, okay. Um, I go to his house in Long Island. He puts me up in a little guest room. It's like a little den. Food, tea, cable. Talk, 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 talk. You, you're beautiful. You can do better. Da-da-da. It was like a whole rehab thing. I don't think I told you this part. But at one point, one of the nights, I was like, I wonder if I'm going to die. Like, I fully expected him to kill me. And I fully thought, well, this is a good way to go out because this chamomile tea is just perfect. So if that's the price I have to pay, I'm good. One of the nights that I was there, I actually went to his bedroom because I was like, I know we're going to have to have sex. So we should probably just get on that because I know that's going to happen. I know I didn't come here with all the birds and flowers and trees for nothing. So I'm like, um, so what's up? Like, what are we doing? And he's like mortified. Right. Like, Would you get back <laughs> in the bed? And he's like, you don't understand that I'm not, no, I'm not taking it. No, just lay down and the omelet's coming in six hours. Just please. I absolutely just walked into his bedroom assuming that, well, of course we're going to have sex. Why would somebody take me away for the weekend and be nice to me? She's just broken enough. I'm just, I mean, so, um, yeah. So the point I'm making is I was 23. Same age as August. I'm 23. This individual is 25. So we're the same. We're essentially the same age. Mm-hmm. If he was 50, no. I don't care what your intentions are. That girl got to stay in her roommate, Brooklyn, beaten up situation. That's just not your, that's not your, no. Tell her roommate, you should call this number and get her some help. You should do this. You should do that. Da, da, da. Do not take the 23-year-old <laughs> to your house for the weekend and try to put her back together. No matter how great your intentions are, it's just not appropriate. So age does matter to me because in that situation with that guy, age him up to Jada's age, and that shit is wrong, period. But he was my age, so I feel like, well, it's different for him because he was truly trying to do I guess I shouldn't say that because we assumed Jada was trying to do the right thing. He was really trying I think to do the right I, thing. I assume there was a phase because again, the whole family's involved with this. Right. So I assume that at one point this was a let's all take care of him. So and then things went off the rails. Right. So let's say that after I am put back together of sorts with this dude, we end up dating some point down the line. Problem. Problem. However, if we are married today, twenty years later, that's how we got together. I was in a bad way. Blah blah blah. He helped me out. We ended up becoming a couple. So that's he happened. wasn't. He wasn't. Um. He wasn't my therapist. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was still. He could still say I was her friend and I was trying to help. Mm-hmm. I did not have any power over her because I don't know nothing. I'm just trying to give her some chamomile tea without fucking her. So <laughs> I don't know what the power was, except for the fact that I was in a bad place and he was not in a bad place. Can't your friend help you? Without that being... Your friend can absolutely help you. It's what happens after that part. Right. Right. So, so again, that to me is a very unusual circumstance. And if he was older than you and did the same thing, I don't really have a problem with that if that's where it begins and ends. It's 
What happens after? What happens after that? So I thought we should date. I thought I was going to date this dude because, well, what else? How else does this end? It just ends with you being nice yes. and me, what? Like, yes. but you saved me from the bad guy. You don't want me to start dating him again, do you? No. So then Those we are two to, options? <laughs> that's what I told him. I'm like, so are we dating now? And he's like, we are so far from dating. Right. And I'm like, but I'm just going to end up back with this guy. And he's like, that's not, I don't want that to happen. I want you to see a different way. But if that's what's going to happen, then. Yeah, my dating you can't be the, the reason. I'm, no. That can't be the way I save you. Absolutely life. not. Um, and it wasn't. And I turned out okay. And I, I thought that was really great. So once I told someone this story, the entire story of Long Island which is actually much longer than what I told you, but it's just too much with all the details. And I, I was kind of teary because like, I really think about this dude a lot. Like I still think about that weekend. It really, I don't think he even realizes how much that did for me. Like it just did. Usually people who do things like that don't. Yeah. I don't think he knows. I'm glad that he got to see me in sobriety because I did run into him about 15 years ago and I caught him up really quick on the train, but we couldn't really talk. But that had a huge impact on me. And I was explaining it to someone at the end of the conversation. The person who had not said a word throughout the whole thing said he was a pimp. He was just trying to get you ready to pimp you out. That's the only reason why he did that. Except he didn't. When I tell you that I was curled, slid down off of a sofa and curled up into a ball and sobbed at that time, it, I was just vulnerable still enough to believe that and for that person to take this half an hour tale of wonderfulness that happened to me and end it with so i feel like that's one of those where we could what we would have done it is possible though isn't it except he didn't do anything is it possible that somebody would yes it seems fairly clear that that's not what he was doing because if that's the case he's the worst pimp in the world (laughs) Right, because when I knock on your door, you're supposed to be like, boom, here we go. Right. Like. Maybe he was planning to pick me up again one weekend or something. Worst pimp in the world. You know, you don't leave the house. You don't, you never get back home. I never leave the house. I never get back home. That hurt my feelings. Did he send you home? No, not that. (laughs) When the person said. Oh, oh, yeah, because it invalidates a life changing moment. Because you can't, and actually, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm guessing, it's really because the idea of somebody doing that makes them uncomfortable because they're not capable of doing the same thing. Well, I thought it was because that person thought that's what I was worth at that time. Like it would have made, like I thought to myself, I was a grown ass woman with my own apartment working as an editor of a magazine. Not that you can't be a sex worker and all those things, but like really like everything you know about me you are defaulting to oh he was trying to make you a prostitute like that's what you see like the hardest thing about being ain't shit is coming across spaces where people are worth shit and feeling a way about yourself that's what that sounds like to me i don't think that had anything to do with you as a person it had to do with that other gentleman and the links that it was people a woman. Go to. Oh, even worse. I, I don't know what the fuck her problem was. I, oh. I got nothing. Women can be ain't shit. 
And women, women can be, be ancient. And women, and women the can line be the line, the line I'm drawing in the ancient, because there's usually a parallel. Like I'm dating somebody and somebody comes in and does something for this person that I didn't see myself ever doing. Right. Um, this, unless they were dating you too or interested in dating mm-hmm. you, it's Not the, that the, I know the, the parallel. It was just a friend. It was just right, like, oh, he was trying to pimp same. you out. Um, but like I said, that's pimping. That's a terrible ass pimp. So sometimes people just do good things. Good dude. Uh, if we don't get home soon, Dyfus will be at the door. Oh, yep. So, all right, hit the button. I did not know it was that late. Ew. Wrong button. (laughs) I'm okay with this. I think you just need to get used to it. Maybe. It's a different vibe for sure. 